Hello and welcome back to the Wellness That Works podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jace and today I'm joined by my fabulous co-host Pip and we have a guest for you as well. We have Heather Jackson who is founder of Gen M. Gen M is a menopause partner for brands and we're here to talk a bit about the menopause and the work that Gen M does. Heather, thank you so much for joining and welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Jason, and, and we're really looking forward to this. And uh, yes, you know, great opportunity to talk the world of menopause. Fantastic, thanks. So to start off, um, just tell us a little bit little bit about Gen M. Um, what is it you do? How did it come to be? All that okay. kind of thing. Right, well, Gen M is, as you said, the menopause partner of brands. And right now we've collectively united some of the most incredible brands together, including WW, including Marks and Spencer, including Boot, you name it, we've got them on board at the moment. 55 brands in the last 12 weeks have come on board to unite to not only help raise the awareness of menopause with their consumer and their work colleagues alike, but also to understand it better and to serve it better for this audience. Because right now there's 20% of the population in the UK and the globe that are menopausal. And you know we have to look at this as an unserved audience at the moment. Right now they're needing more help, they're needing more support. And it's not just medical issue, um, the menopause. You know, it, it's, it's some of all parts. So we say it's not a medical issue per se, it's not a workplace issue per se, and it's not a gender issue per se. It's actually the sum of all parts and the societal impact issue that impacts all. So by uniting the biggest brands together with your reach of audience from consumers to work colleagues to suppliers to, to, to um, customers, you name it, you know, we can really have a big impact, impact here on raising the awareness because right now I think you'd all be shocked to know that the majority of women, never mind men, can only name between three and five symptoms of menopause. Jason, would you be surprised to know there's actually 48 symptoms of menopause? Wow, I had no idea. I probably could have named three or four, maybe five. So if we don't understand and know what we're going through or what's happening, how can companies serve it better? How can companies put policies in? How can retailers and manufacturers provide con content and products and merchandise that can support these symptoms if we don't know what they are and, and what we're looking for? So the first thing in this societal issue is to raise the awareness of menopause and normalize the conversation. That's exactly what uh, Gen M does. By working with these incredible brands, we believe that through our consultancy capacity and all the, all the gets that members get, we can absolutely drive the awareness, normalize the conversation and ultimately celebrate this period in life. Absolutely. And we are so excited as, as a brand to be involved and to be one of your partners. Um, and just since you know, this partnership has kicked off, we've all learned so much like internally um, and, you know, amongst how WW has been supporting employees as well as members. Um, we were speaking about, um, as a team the other day, speaking about all the 48 symptoms that um, you have, you know, you have a list on them on your website and it has surprised so many people that there are that many. Um, and it's it's just one of those things that it's like, why do why don't we know about this? Why weren't we why weren't we told about this? Why wasn't this on our curriculum at school? Why don't we talk about it more with friends, family, parents, grandparents? Um, so yeah, I mean, personally, I feel very glad to be involved for sure. Brilliant. And and that's that I mean, it's great to hear because we we'll all agree here that you didn't we didn't go to the doctors to find out about puberty. 
we learned no. from our elders and our society and we grew up and we knew we were going to be monosyllabic and we knew we were going to slam doors and we knew we were going to be spotting <laughs> and actually everyone around us prepared for that and you know my mum I can remember me coming out of a room and actually I almost going here's a cup of tea now are you ready to talk to yeah. us sort of thing now you try being 53 year old, years old monosyllabic and slamming a door it doesn't <laughs> get the same reaction and actually you know it, it should in a way and so I do believe that just as much as no one would get up and just run a marathon, you know, you'd get the right kit, you'd train, you'd understand what food you've got to eat, what exercise you've got to do, what planning, what what you, you'd, you'd work yourself into a club or be around other people who've been there, done that, worn the T-shirt. So you were mentally, physically and emotionally prepared for the day you ran your first marathon. So why should menopause be any different? It is the biggest marathon a woman or anyone in transition will ever enter. What changes have you had to make to your lifestyle to help you manage the symptoms? I've been a woman who's loved hit all her life. If I've not come out hot and sweaty, I feel it's not been worth getting out of bed. And all of a sudden in my life, now I've got to accommodate strength exercises and yoga and Pilates, things that I actually looked at and thought, oh no, I can't be bothered with that. But actually, they're the best thing that I could have ever done. I'm, I'm, my body's in the best position it's ever been throughout my life and I wish I'd embraced strength exercises and yoga and Pilates much more into my, into my routine before but more importantly now it's never been as important to have strength mm. exercise in my life and nutrients and supplements and we've spoken before at, at WW how my generation of women we have been the tried and tested for every diet in the world. I've done the from the Atkins to the Cambridge to the cauliflower or cabbage soup or whatever it might be. We weren't brought up on nutritional factors. We were brought up on calorie counting. And I can always remember being taught, you know, you can have four apples or one Mars bar. Well, that's easy. I'm going to have the one Mars bar. Thank you very much. Sort of thing. But oh my we goodness. didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, but we didn't. Nutrients and nutrients it wasn't yeah. we just learned about proteins carbohydrates and you know fibers and and that was it whereas now it's so important to know what supplements and nutrients your body's needing and i actually think this generation of women myself included we have been ignorant of of, of this you know the younger generation are so much more active on proteins and complex proteins and everything else we just you know so again at the time that it matters most to us we are having to learn all about this and actually it's not a case of just thinking oh i'll just go on a quick diet i'll lose a bit of weight and it'll all, all be right no it's actually impacting our body and our life right now yeah. so we have bigger things to think about and this isn't about yo-yoing just to or dieting or looking at our lives just to get in a swimming costume for our summer holidays this is actually to enjoy a healthy life for the rest of our lives. Um, so you mentioned um, a little bit about sort of how your routine has changed and how now you're in, um, you know, you're practicing more strength exercises and your Pilates and things like that. Um, but what is it about that that's that's so important? And how do you think a healthy lifestyle can really support women through the menopause? Yeah. Well, when I say healthy lifestyle, I don't think there's, I think food and nutrition and exercise have got to come together because, you know, you can't take one without the other. You've got to take the wellness, you've got to take the fresh air and everything else along as well. Yeah. But, you know, as I said, my diet in particular was shot. I hardly, ate, you know, if I could have a packet of wine gums in a daytime, I, I was happy with those. Just give me the, give me the, the hit and I'll be all right. Nutrition didn't play a big part, but then I was having really bad time sleeping, really fatigued. I mean, I'd been to the doctors. I didn't even know I was perimenopause. I'd been to the doctors nine times with a brain fog and they, they tested me for dementia. They tested me all for, for, um, 
thyroid problems. They tested me for grave disease because I was forever falling asleep. And actually, this is where it becomes frightening. So I met up with a girlfriend who now is my co-founder, Sam Sinister. And I met up with her and she said, my God, Heather, what's happened to you in this last year? You've lost so much weight. You're a fragment of your former self. You've lost your confidence. And I just burst into tears in the, at the lunch table. And she said, Heather, you need to come out to Portugal with me. I'm going on business. You come out. So whilst I was there, I was telling her all the things that I was feeling. And she just said, Heather, I don't think you're depressed because, oh, that was the final straw. The doctors put me on antidepressants. And, I, you know, it's quite laughable. Money in the bank, kids all left home for the right reasons, traveling the world, doing your bucket list. And, oh, yes, I'm on antidepressants. It just didn't feel right. But by the time you've kept going to the doctors and they can't find anything wrong with you, you will take anything at that moment because you actually want to find an answer to why you're feeling it. She said, Heather, I think you're perimenopausal. I hadn't even heard the word. I was 49 years old, never heard the word. So I Googled it and she went back in her office. And when she came out, I was going, oh, my God, I'm perimenopausal. This is brilliant. And she's going, what do you mean? I said, I've actually found out I'm not dying. I'm perimenopausal. Mm. And look at all these symptoms of perimenopause. And that's when she said, well, that's where the journey begins now, Heather, because I'm menopausal and it's been a nightmare of a journey. We started to talk openly over four days in Portugal and um, a few bottles of wine, if I'm to be admitting, um, you know, before I kicked in on the health bit, should we just say. Um, but actually, we, we discussed that actually, how was it that two, we'd like to think slightly intelligent, but two women who've had two totally different careers, but very successful ones, who've thought about every moment in their life from me having my children to my business and her driving her career forward how could we have been what so woefully unprepared for menopause and knocked by it and actually if we could be knocked by it, every other woman below us who actually are on this trajectory of being able to have controlling and choice of their life professionally and personally you know isn't this we deserve better and actually if we were to find true equality in equality and equal opportunity and equity in business we needed to make some changes and, and prepare women better and it wasn't just about business it was about life and, and everything else because I what I was just going to be going on boards so I was not going to have another business I was quite clear on what I wanted to do in my life and um, at that moment we realized that if we as women of this generation didn't make change happen it was going to be left for another generation below us to try and sort this out and actually do you know what? We've done so much, our generation and the ones below us, to drive true equality of opportunity. Why stop now when we're so nearly there? And we believed that if we could make a change to menopause, have it understood better, not as a medical issue, not as a workplace issue, but realise this is a big part of the fastest growing demographic in the working population is women over 40. And yet yes, by the I heard time that. Is 40, I love that. It's exciting. But by the time yeah. a woman is 40... She will already, unbeknown to herself, be showing three signs of perimenopause. So Heather, how do you help brands support your mission? We want to take the fear factor out of menopause, out of fear factor of women entry, but also the fear factor of businesses who are taking on these incredible, talented, skilled women and actually realising now that, oh my God, have we now got to be worried about menopause? No, none of us have got to be worried about menopause. What we have got to do is normalise the conversation and be better prepared for it. And in that way, we can be have that full journey going forward. So Sam and I decided that there were some great things happening in menopause. You've got your Davina McCalls over the last couple of years really raising the awareness. You've got your Louise Newsoms and your Diane Danzibrinks actually pushing on education and actually the medical practitioners and everything else. But we actually realised that actually money makes the world go round. 
And actually, if you look at this as a business issue, 20% of the population is menopausal. Mm. Where's our better understanding of ourselves and our experiences? Where's our signposting? Where's our seeing ourselves in, in stores and campaigns and understanding? Where's our understanding of our experiences? Why still in many stores and online is it so hard to find menopausal products? You walk into many stores and you're looking for something that might help you. And if you do find a menopausal-specific product right now, it's in the deepest, darkest depths of Peru. When actually, if a company knew that you were overwrought, you were sleep-deprived, you've probably got brain fog, how is this helping the menopausal woman? You wouldn't put in a ve- you wouldn't put a vegan aisle next to a meat counter. You just wouldn't do it. So why wouldn't right. we understand the experience of a menopausal woman and serve them better? And that's in products and services and in, in understanding better what we need and services. Because let's be honest, the majority of women who are menopausal are time poor. And this is an inconvenient time. We're busy people, but we need this menopause like the hole in our heads. You know, so why not make it easy for us? Why not respect us as an audience and a market? and actually embrace it and give us what we're needing with the power and the reach of brands. Like yourselves, we need one to raise the awareness of menopause because like we've said earlier, most women don't know all the symptoms and if you don't know the symptoms, you can't start accommodating it into your life. Secondly, we then need to um, normalise the conversation. So raise the awareness, then normalise the conversation and then together as a society, we really need to celebrate this period in life that women enter into, which actually should be the pinnacle of our lives, not the actual, you know, grey, deep, dark, invisible, lonely period that many women feel right now. It doesn't have to be that way. So how long, um, just a question that's just sort of popped into my head in terms of thinking about women who um, go through it and obviously there is a lot of work still to be done to help raise recognition and awareness and how people um, not just brands but how people can treat their friends when it comes to it and that sort of thing but um, sort of from my own gaps in my own knowledge um, from when people start to experience those symptoms how long can it go on for if women recognize when they went going to perimenopause when they start it can take eight and for some women 15 years to get to the point of menopause and then postmenopause wow. because perimenopause is the period in your life that actually is men well let's just define menopause first menopause is actually one day in your life it's the day that mm-hmm. is, is the year the year to the day that you had your last period I'm I only still, learned that this year. Yeah. I was never told that at any yeah. other point in my yeah. education or from anybody yeah. that's ever told me that. Literally since working with Gen M and understand, that's the first time I yeah. knew that menopause was one day and the first time I heard the term perimenopausal and as well. Is it any wonder that we're so unprepared for it though? Because I'm of that same ability. I actually thought, what could be so hard? You know, great, you st- your periods stop. Woohoo, bloody it's brilliant. A good thing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I can get on with my I'm own life. Forward to. You know, no one told you about your hormones fluctuating and actually how it would affect you drastically from your physical to your mental to your emotional well being. Many of the invisible um, factors and, and symptoms that could affect you from depression to anxiety to overwhelmingness. These are things that we, you know, many women. And much of society is put down to, oh, her children have just left home or, you know, she's looking after raging parents. Or we've always found excuses to be able to go, oh, that's the reason for it. We've never, ever really looked 
to ourselves and to our health and to be really feeling, are we really feeling ourselves right now? And and someone asked me the other day, how would I, if I was actually giving advice to a woman who didn't know whether she was in perimenopause and, and, and going going through that, what advice would you give her? And I said, actually, look at the three things that have absolutely taken us to the brink of beyond, you know, over, you know, what have made her really change of view today whether it be I got really upset by the fact that the yogurt wasn't in the fridge someone had eaten my yogurt to you know oh my parents have phoned up and you know they're asking me to do this ask all the things that have really annoyed you or shirked you or made it been hard for you to do today and tell ask yourself two years ago would that same woman have been able to cope with them and would you have even noticed them any day actually many of the problems that we have in perimenopause that 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 are issues or situations that we blow blow out of control with ourselves are things that we could have handled way before and done before breakfast or sorted out and we wouldn't have batted an eyelid and when we get to that situation we know there's something other than ourselves that's making us do this and it's your hormones the raging the up the down the no you know and so stop looking at yourself and thinking of other things that it could be look to yourself in your own body and think could this be my perimenopause? And if it is, what can I do now to help myself have a better experience? Because I'm going to start not liking myself and everybody around me is not going to like me. And actually, I don't want that in my life. So how do we as a society make sure that everyone is educated to know that know what they need to do to support people in their lives facing the menopause? Please just understand it better. And our site, you know, on gen, uh, www.gen-m, our symptoms page, not only has all the 48 symptoms, it gives you as a woman or someone in trans some good tips and advice of how to accommodate those symptoms, but it also gives um, a partner, a work colleague, a friend, a, a, a child, an ability to read it and understand also what they could do and how it would feel to have those symptoms because we need to get people into the psyche of these symptoms. And, you know, not all of the symptoms are, are frightening. I mean, we've just done an incredible campaign to show shattered to encourage more men to understand menopause and the impact it can have on lives. We were fortunate enough to have an unbelievable um, brave man called David Salmon come on, on, on board our campaign. He, in first lockdown, his wife was, she knew, he knew she was going through menopause because she got hot sweats. And um, she just said, I'm, I'm in menopause, I've got hot sweats, I'm, 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 you know, getting through it. And he just thought, all right, I'll leave, leave you to it. Anyway, first lockdown, she started to become anxious. In her job at Sainsbury's, she just worked at Sainsbury's, just a normal life, a normal family and everything else. She became anxious. So David said, let's, let's take you to the doctors about this. It's not right. And the doctors, unbeknown to everything else, everyone was going with anxiety and phone up at that period. But obviously... Um, the doctor thought, well, it's just mild anxiety, you'll be all right. It's through COVID and because you're facing everyone, you know, in, in stores and that, it's it's bound to have raised this anxiety. Three three weeks later, she'd actually taken her life. And, and, and from that, obviously, it shattered the family and everything else beyond belief. But David, three months after his wife Linda's death, was watching an article on Look North that was talking about menopause. And he realized that his wife had been going through more menopausal symptoms than either one of them had actually recognized. And now his life is shattered in his family's life, not just because of the loss of Linda, but also for the fact that he feels that had he known more about menopause and its symptoms, he could have helped accommodate and support her through this and possibly 
she will be here today. And so again, what I raise with you is that look for these symptoms. And actually our partners, our friends, our work colleagues, they probably notice changing as fast as we notice changes. So the idea of having more people be looking out for these symptoms, not just calling out, going, oh, hey, hey, think you're menopausal. You know, it's actually understanding, having thought that you might be perimenopausal. It's not something that we should fear talking about or someone going, actually, have you... Have you ever thought about this? Please don't take it as a criticism of yourself. Actually hug the person who's actually been brave enough to open up and say, possibly, might you be of an age where you might be perimenopausal and you might want to look at how better we can all support you through this. You know, this is, we need some challenge breakers here and we need men, women, young children, young adults talking about it and changing it because it shouldn't be women doing it alone. And actually, I do look to the to, to Pip and, and and Sarah on 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 this uh, on the on, on this podcast who are much younger than myself. And actually, we owe it. We ask you to raise it with women of our generation as well, because many of my generation are still fearful of talking about it. And actually, when we talk about the word taboo, we think it's because menopause is hard to talk about. Actually. You find any woman and open up a conversation with a man about menopause. She doesn't find it hard to talk about. She finds it hard to start the conversation. Mm. And so, mm. please, if you've got a mum who you actually feel needs your support now, take her a bottle of wine and say, "Mum, let's talk about menopause and menopause. You know how? You know I'm going to be going through it. I think you might be going through it. Let's 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 tackle this together. We do need more daughters helping mothers out right now, and we need mm. more mothers." talking openly about it for the next generation of women and men to come up before us so i That's talk too long on this podcast i, I appreciate <laughs> I, I don't We're stop for them so but i'm passionate about this absolutely no we can tell we're getting so much information um it's great i mean jason your mind looks blown from here so um it's it's no it has been very useful to to chat through it all um I mean, we've got a couple couple more questions if um, you're okay to stick around a little bit. But um, I mean, I'd love to understand um, if you've experienced any hurdles or seen any pushback while, you know, you've been kicking off the campaigns and trying to break down barriers with this and what you think the cause of those have been. Well, to be fair, um, when you've got a good purpose and you've got a, 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 a model that actually can raise awareness and actually raise this as a business issue and a societal issue and approach brands and organisations in the right way about it, we've not had any hurdles. I mean, within 12 weeks, we've got our 48 founding partners, of which WW was one of them, 48 founding partners to rep represent the 48 symptoms of menopause and unite. So I actually do think with all the work that's going on in the world of menopause now, people are more interested in it. I'm not seeing menopause as a hurdle. I'm seeing it as, come on, let's just get on with it now and let's actively, proactively, sustainably find solutions, services, products uh, and change society on this. And the sooner we can change society on it, the better we can all live our lives. If economically, the, the world will be better to have the you know women performing at their best at the, the time of lives. Family-wise, relationship-wise, how many men have written to me you do not want to know of how they're absolutely in shock now that the wife that they divorced a few years ago, actually because they thought they'd lost her, now they're reading up about menopause and thinking we treated our relationship and our marriage 
with the wrong medicine. It wasn't about you and I losing one another. It was actually about possibly my wife or my partner going through the menopause and we never even brought that into the conversation or the equation. And now the divorce, they've both moved on with other people often and hey ho, yet again, they've moved on with other people who possibly are now going to be going through the menopause and the same. So again, if we don't start understanding this better, we can't move our lives forward as well as we want to do. And we deserve it better. We're the longest generation of people living longer, never mind out women ourselves. And, you know, let's give ourselves the life that we want. But isn't it frightening now to realise that many companies that have got incredible cultures that allow anyone, regardless of gender, sexuality, ethnicity, to take their careers where they want them to go, are still losing women in their late 40s, early 50s. And actually, we again, even in the world of business that I was in with the DNI world, we treated we treated it two separate things. The barrier to women going forward was the culture. It wasn't the culture and the menopause. We took the culture and now we're finding it's menopause. So actually the biggest barrier we now have in the world for women to, to, to be as successful as they can throughout their career is actually the barrier of the normalization of menopause. And I, I really do hold that firmly and believe me that, you know, even now when we've got cultures right, we're still finding we've got this. And actually, we as women need to acknowledge that this is the transition we're going to go through. And actually, how can we embrace it better? But equally, we shouldn't have to go through it alone. How can society support us to do that? And I don't mean just by having workplace policies and menopause policies. I have, you know, you can have the best workplace policy in the world on menopause, but if you go home and no one around you or your friends aren't understanding it, you know, your work life might be all right, but actually going back home, it isn't. So, you know, so the barrier to, to this is openly talking about menopause and we all have a part to play. Heather, tell us a little bit about who you think the most inspirational women in your life have been. One of my greatest icons is The Body Shop, um, Anita Roderick, the founder of The Body Shop. And the reason why she's one of my great icons, and I mean, I've got many inspirational women who've helped me rightly or wrongly become the woman I am today you know take that as you want to take it but actually I've been supported by some great women but Anita Roderick came out with an incredible quote that she may have done or she might have pinched it off somebody else but actually I was at a conference and she said if you think you're too small to make impact try sleeping in bed with a mosquito now I know that a mosquito has massive <laughs> negative impact in the world and you know malaria and everything else but what I'm meaning is let's look at it properly a little thing can make big impact and we as human beings can make huge impact and I don't want anyone who's bravely stayed on this conversation and really do thank anyone still on this podcast for bearing with me on this now but actually I don't want anyone on it thinking that this is all going to be sorted by people like Gen M and the brands that they're with people like Davina's people like Louise Muse and people like Diane Dansbrough people like Caroline Harris all doing incredible things at the moment no it will only you have a role to play yourselves as well you've all got Facebook you've all got your own family friends and family groups you've all got your gym as you go to you've all got the pub or the bars that you might go to you need to start talking about this and actually opening up the conversation and really having a part to play because man or woman on this call I would actually ask you all to actually understand it better and that way then we can all make change because societal change it's we're not far off doing it and isn't that incredible in our generation to actually be able to think that societally we could make huge change just by talking more openly about something and raising the awareness that there's 48 symptoms of menopause 
and any every woman on this planet and those transitioning will go into menopause at some part of their lives it's not something we can run away from we're not going to hide no point actually sitting yourself under the duvet pretending it's not going to happen to you because if you are a woman it is going to happen to you and if you're in trans it's probably going to happen to you as well so let's really embrace this and realize 50 percent of the population minimum are going to go through this so how can we make that experience better and we can all 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 enjoy the the impact of that then i think you're absolutely right Pip, what you said earlier and that my mind is blown by all this it's it's, it's incredible <laughs> and thank you so much for the the passion you've spoken with heather and, and the stories you've told um a couple of them really really hit home so i i guess the question for me probably is as as a as a partner of somebody who may approach well will approach menopause at some point as as a woman who's looking for help in dealing with the menopause if it's approaching or if they're if they're in the situation where where's the best place to go for support with that well the first words i want to say is prepare 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 you know that 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 that's 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 the best three words i can give any man or woman who's interested in this but actually start with our site WW on it, WW partners on it, start on our site on our symptoms page. Look at those symptoms. It's not the Oracle, it's not got everything out there, but it is a it doesn't put you off, it doesn't frighten you. It shows you the 48 symptoms in a very colloquial language to have you understand what that person might be going through and how they might be feeling and what you can do about it. And then I'd ask that any one of you goes out there and look for further information whether it be medical, whether it be services, whether it be products that might help that person, don't just allow the one the one person who's going through it to have to do it alone. You help them search products that might help them. Menopause-specific and menopause-friendly products. And we want to help those in menopause have their best experience. So whether it's clothing you're buying them, beauty care, makeup, new shampoo that they might not have considered, really make some thought for them and understand them and actually think about what they might need right now and um, in them having a better experience of menopause i can guarantee anyone around them fat friend family member partner colleague will have a better experience too and you know please don't take that wrongly i'm not going oh my god women are menopause and we've got to be very careful no i'm saying women deserve a better experience of menopause and actually you can help them do that Amazing. Thank you. Um, well, we can just um, end by letting all our WW members know as well that we have lots of resource available for anybody looking for um, extra support. Um, and if you head to the WW website, you'll be able to find lots of articles um, explaining uh, how the menopause impacts uh, your well-being, uh, support through any weight gain you're seeing um, and lots of additional resources all, also in the new connect group uh, which has over four and a half thousand members in there at the moment and growing all the time um, we've had some amazing webinars and workshops so far with um, menopause specialists and I know there is more to come this year so do keep your eyes peeled um, but thank you so much Heather it's been so interesting to talk to you today thank you so much for taking the time um, yeah, to share. thank you very much for allowing me to have the breath to actually be able to talk to you <laughs> because we all deserve better on this so thank you for your time I really do appreciate it absolutely no it's been great to hear all about your experience really and really understand um you know what inspired you to to kick off Gen M and it just puts it all you know all into perspective and it's it's really good to have have that understanding um so it's been great to speak with you today yeah thank you so much Heather Thank you.